0: Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come Get set with your favourite tea or coffee for the run and let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Hey guys, I hope you are excited for what is about to come. This recording is from a presentation I did in the life summit which was all around how to withstand change and not be influenced by it so just bear through the beginning part of the episode where we're just introducing people into the zoom call if you're wanting to watch the youtube version of this where there's a presentation um, and you can see everything that I'm talking through in terms of um, taking somebody from where they are currently to where they want to go. So the title of this is how to withstand change and not be influenced by it. And within this episode, I go into a little bit about what yoga means to me and how we can use that as one of our tools to to stay steady amongst the chaos that you know persistently ensues our days. So. If you really enjoy this episode, please give it a share, a like, or send me a message and let me know what value you're getting out of this because I'm loving sharing this stuff with you and I want to continue to add value and light into your life. Have a fun listen. Get music.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're recording now and admitting
0: Hello. Hi. Hey. hey <laughs> How are you? Really good. good. How are you, girl? Good. That's good. Good. Thank you. Nice.
1: I think we had a few technical difficulties earlier, so Kennedy kind of got cut away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it should hang out there. The recording should hang out. If it doesn't, we'll figure it out. I've got my phone. I can manually record it. Yeah, just we'll just, stay just there with
1: your phone the whole time.
0: Literally. We will figure it out. (laughs) It's all about being malleable, which is so, you know, appropriate for the chat today as well. It's like, how do we withstand change and not be influenced by it? Because I guess change is always changing. And when we exist in the world, it's like anything gets thrown at us. So, which, you know, true, true. They're the best days though. Cause then it's like, you've got, it's only uphill after that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like, it's what we're saying today. Um, and Lena, I'm sure you can appreciate this. It seems to be like when you have things that you have to do, it's like you get challenged in, in that area, in that time. And it's like the people watching the recording, um, same for you too it's like you go oh I thought I'd kind of made it through this lesson um and then you get triggered or tested by something it's like oh I have so much more to go in this area <laughs> and, and I feel like that is my segue into into yoga and it's like you know I'm always working towards mastery with that in terms of like the education and the knowledge side but um I'm never done. The work is never done. And that doesn't mean I can't rest at night or can't sleep, but I'm such a, an advocate for self-knowledge and um, and always being the student as well as being the teacher. So I don't know whether we're going to wait for the other no. beautiful girls to come.
1: No, it's, 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 it's one minute past five. I'll add everybody who comes in, but um, right. I reckon let's... Let's um let's jump straight into it. We'll just Yeah. Um, I'm a
0: huge advocate for not wasting people's time and it's like the people who turn up on time we you know I I'm a bit militant in that that area. Um so yeah and that's one of the one of the principles in yoga as well as like not stealing. And that's not stealing your own time and not stealing other people's time. So yeah, I think that's a cool entry point into what we're doing today. Um, so we're not going to be actually doing any yoga postures or like breathing or any of the techniques at this point. Cause I think just coming in and sharing at the point where most people are at, there's so much confusion around what yoga is. And I guess there's so many different definitions of what yoga is. And a lot of people, you know, even I was saying earlier in the week, like my dad, thinks I'm in the pretzel business he goes like how's that pretzel pose going and how's your legs going behind your head and it's like yes I understand and I can laugh at that and appreciate it because I I've gone through my own journey with yoga in terms of coming into it from a physical standpoint and then progressing into it being very much a spiritual practice so that's not often where I meet a lot of people at. So I'm not here and we're not going to be kumbaya or chanting or anything together at this point. I just kind of want that entry point into, hey, this is how I entered the scene. This is like a little self-knowledge, self-education session. But what I will preface this with, could somebody please keep a 25-minute timer for me and just do a little hand up when we get to 25 minutes, Josh, and we're just going to break it at that. Um, just because I find that the interval of learning for my little brain is like 25-minute spurts and five-minute dance break or water break or whatever that is. So, (laughs) um, yeah, we'll go with that. So really just coming into this hot, I wanted to also... Oh, you're a legend. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you so much. Um, Coming in really, like, why is ancient tradition so necessary today and when i was writing my notes for this and and really coming to like what what am i teaching people and why am i telling them this it's like we kind of go through life with like ups and downs and and sometimes we follow frameworks but often we kind of end up at this point where we're like how the hell did we get here like what is our purpose in life and what the hell are we doing And so this is where my standpoint of having a teacher is really, really important. So we're all unique beings, right? Like we all have different purposes here, but the way that we're going to get there and and our actual true purpose here has a bit of a different framework. And so we're all going to probably have different teachers in our life that show us the way there. And so that's when I came across my teacher And I have a few teachers in life, but my actual yoga teacher, he has the blueprint. So I'm not here trying to reinvent the wheel of yoga. That is something that already exists, much like personal development, much much like investing, much like all the dog stuff that Sarah does. It's like a lot of the information isn't new, but it's our teachers who condense the information into a simplified format that makes it really digestible for us so I'm like such a huge advocate for people to find someone like with a style that they resonate in the field of their interest and then really kind of latching onto their teachings so for me that person is Rod Stryker in yoga I also have Elena Brower and now more recently since moving in with Sarah and Josh that's been Tony Robbins which is that has been a mind-blowing moment for me. I was so against it, um, but then it just kind of shows the practice of yoga just allowing me to be all-inclusive. So with that little preface in mind, um, I'll jump onto a screen share that I've put together through Canva, which I'm super excited because I'm such a last-minute person and it all just kind of came to me in the last couple of hours of like, what the hell am I teaching us today? Like, what are we doing? And it's not like me versus you, we're all on this as a team. So if you have questions, chuck them in the chat box. If you have questions watching this on the recording, put them in the public group, the pub, uh, the private group, um, message me privately, if you don't feel like sharing it there either. Um, so is that sharing? Yay. <laughs> How cute is this little girl? And we're both wearing yellow. I wish she was me. But um basically like <laughs> I asked my myself this question so much like what is yoga? It's such a short word, but it has so much in it. And yoga, for me, has really become a lifestyle. So in terms of how a lot of people think about yoga, they think yoga, oh, yeah, flexible pretzel pose or movement, the hot yoga classes, or, you know, I can do a handstand. And like I said to you, I've been on my own journey through this and met yoga at a very physical place because that's how they teach it in the Western world but in the ancient traditions, it's like you could do yoga and never do a posture in your life. And now we can do yoga postures and never do yoga in our life. And that's the point that I want to get across. It's like this labeling that we put on on things that we're, you know, looking a certain way. Um, And I know I asked myself this question, what the heck is yoga? And I said, I'm so glad you asked. really it's it's it really is such a great question like it, it, it's probably not we probably don't have time to cover it all in this one chat today but I'll do my best to to um to get through as much of that as possible so I'm not sure if you'll be able to see um all of that on the screen um with your little yeah you can great so here I said, you know, yoga is many things, but, but why, why am I telling you this? Um, so basically, if you heard the story, when we first shared our stories in the last summit, I came to yoga when I was at a place of like, I was very lost and I came into it physically and I was working hard. I was doing like three hour sessions. I'd be waking up at 3 a.m. or if I was working at 6 a.m., I probably wouldn't sleep and I'd be doing, yet three plus hour practices. And that became an obsession um, on a physical side. But what that physical obsession gave to me was the willpower to get me from that mental space that I was in to me now, who is a complete shell of myself back then. And I didn't know that at the time that I was coming into it. So that's been a really, really cool progression of my yogic path. It wasn't like I was going in to go, oh, yay, Shavasana. Oh, yay, we get to sit in Kumbaya. It's like, no, we're actually not doing that. I could barely stay in Shavasana, which is the pose at the end where you rest in silence and you just absorb the practice essentially. Um, But what that brought me to was another another one of my teachers, Dean Graziosi, who teaches the self-knowledge industry. And a term for yoga that I like to use, it's called the light of self-knowledge. So until we know ourselves and know what the heck we're trying to achieve in life, we don't really know where we're going. And we can't really form a framework around that. So I've created like a little series of, um, of what the self-education and self-knowledge blueprint looks like for me and how I like to guide people through that. So I know that um, Sarah, Josh and Tom know Dean. There might be a few other of you who will want to look him up. He's awesome. He's just got like the best vibes. But essentially as well, it's what I teach in yoga. We've all come from somewhere and we're all going somewhere. And then there's this like messy middle in between. I'm like, oh, like I don't know what I'm doing. So it's like we come from point A, this line called life, and we get to point B. And a lot of people are on this flat line, right? Like you can see people and you're like, you call it life, but you're kind of like the walking dead or living groundhog day. So my life is very different. It's very like, wow, like we're up and down. It's being a woman, like hormones are crazy. Sorry, fellas, but it's like, that is the truth. It's like, I feel like some days I can be woo. And then other days it's like, do I have bipolar? Like what is even happening? And that's why I turn to practices like yoga because it gives me consistency. It gives me willpower and it gives me discipline. And if I didn't have that from the years and years ago that I started practicing that, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't become the person that I am now with, like, um, yeah, I guess like the interest, the curiosity, and I probably, you know, wouldn't be teaching it now if I wasn't so passionate about it, right? Um, so, regardless of where your beliefs and understandings with yoga are, whether you're spiritual or not. Um, I'm pretty sure that we can all agree we've come from somewhere and we're going somewhere. Can we get a little whoop, whoop? We can agree with this. Yeah, buddy. Yes. Love it. Cool. So the next little part in this, we're going through life, I'm like, yep, freaking loving like this little bus ride that I'm going on right now. And we hit a point where there's like, i don't feel good or this friendship isn't great or i hate my job or i hate my life and you reach this little obstacle or obstruction it's like how the hell did i get here when i was just flying high and going so good and i call this part like the messy middle and i think sarah my beautiful sister said this and it's just stuck with me it's like the messy middle it can be beautiful but it can also be extremely frightening if you don't have the tools to navigate through that so at this crossroad point we can call that our mess we can call that our greatest opportunity for learning but it's for most people it's uncomfortable situations it's uncomfortable action and so from here it's like what do we do do we do we find a way to get out of it or do we just keep like sinking lower and lower and lower and so this next part is like most of us go under the bridge and we're like oh not going so well I'm trying to figure out some way to get out of this it's seeming so hard some people kind of scoot through life like that and it's like yeah we're going all right and they just kind of accept life for for it just being a little bit mediocre but generally not bad enough to do anything other people reach rock bottom And I've reached my own rock bottom. It doesn't mean your rock bottom has to be some crazy person's trauma stories rock bottom. It's your own rock bottom to be enough to want to change and to move in this positive direction towards mastery skill and nailing life. Like just owning up, wanting to know your own purpose. And so this next bit where I put the arrows, some people really skyrocket at life. Like you see them and they're the people that I look to. i like, gosh, like they inspire me. They're just amazing human beings. They're elegant, they're graceful, they're funny, they're intelligent. They just seem to have this drive. And like I was saying before, we look to the blueprint or the model of somebody else to kind of duplicate their success. And other people can just kind of just get over this hump and end up on their deathbed. And they're like, well, I did all right. You know, doing pretty well and lived an okay life. Like that's so many people living at mediocre. And I'm just so not about that. I used to live in this scarcity mindset, particularly when I started in yoga, because I was like, you know, non-attachment, minimalism. I'm so spiritual. I'm so amazing but i realized that having this mindset around the material side i didn't actually have enough material security to allow me to have like this sense of self confidence and abundance within so that's what i'm super super passionate about and that's like created this little i love this like get so excited i feel like yoga was my tool to creating a bridge over that to get to mastery right so like my downward dog could look like you're walking the dog Ellie, or rollerblading or whatever you do or like Josh, that could be you running or Lena, that could be you with the food van if that if I'm correct in saying that. I don't know if that was I don't know if that's what you do, Lena. I feel like Tom said that at some point, but I'm gonna use that and I think Zimmer was on here and I know he's an absolute dude super excited to have you on my podcast very soon. But back to this point of yoga, that is my bridge literally over my rock bottom and it's where i continue to come back to to achieve mastery mastery at life it's like you know every day i turn up on my mat and that doesn't always have to be this vigorous practice most days lately it's been waking up going for my ice bath i come back to my room and i literally just follow my breath for as long as i want feeling my inhale, my ribs expand, my belly buttons moving away from my spine. And then on the exhale, my navel pulls in. I can sit there for like half an hour. That's taken time to get there as well. So another point that I did want to make there was a lot of people have busy minds and they think, oh, meditation, I can't do that. I can't still my mind. I can't think about nothing. Oh, yoga, I can't do that. I'm not flexible. We need to start somewhere. So your yoga could be you walking on the beach. It could literally be you taking three breaths before you go and order your coffee and go. Just literally feeling into your own sense of self, grounding yourself. And a beautiful practice that Sarah, Josh and I have been doing together before dinner is doing a gratitude practice. So find your bridge. If you're resonating with the stuff that I'm saying today in terms of yoga, hit me up. I'm all about, I've got classes on YouTube that you can do. I'm all about referring you to other teachers that you might resonate with more. Um, But if you also want to do some things more personally and private with me, uh, I'll be delving into more of um, how I teach as we progress through the Life Summit so you can get a bit more of a um, an understanding of who I am and see whether that might be something that you're interested in. Um, because, again, it's finding teachers that we resonate with and I'm huge on finding a teacher. So where's my next part in that? Do we have any questions at the moment or is everyone feeling okay with what's coming through. yeah I want
1: to I want to add to like like you said, um, starting somewhere I, I like me and zimo Zimo for, for instance gratitude practice um, every single day since I think. May 2018, we have messaged each other just to say what we're grateful for. So having that accountability partner, not only in yoga, but in any part of life is one of the best ways to stick to it and stay consistent and um, disciplined. So I I, I just wanted to add that in there, have an accountability partner for things that you really want to achieve or do or practice.
0: I love that, Josh. And something that you also inspired me to do as well as journaling which is something that I've always I've loved it but it's a consistency of journaling and um yeah and if you don't have someone that you're comfortable being accountable with like write it down have your have your little journal I've got mine every night I write in a life lesson um and this is my little accountability partner like I'm all for it sometimes you know it doesn't have to be a human form Um, can be a dog you can just like squish it kiss it and go like oh so grateful for you or I feel like dogs have that way of being able to listen because really we do need to be heard and we need our story to be told and that's what I'm super passionate about as well it's like letting your story be yours and having the elegance to sit within your own story because so long I've just got that people pleasing disease that's like I could be anyone I go anywhere and I can fit in but to belong is such a such a different terminology and to like stop looking to others for comparison of like oh they're so lucky for this or oh I wish I had their life and start really putting the mirror back on ourselves and going why don't I like how I look why don't I like how I think Start developing tools around that. And I'm not saying this willy nilly, like, oh, it's so easy to do it. It has taken years, and I'm still going to be doing this to the day that I die, which excites me because there's still more to uncover. Like, oh, and you may as well start now because, it, like I said, there's so much and there's so many exciting things that you can start to discover about all of your conditionings, your beliefs, and then start restructuring them. Because how I view yoga, is essentially a tool from getting you from where you are to where you want to be but it's in a positive way so we are we're all getting from somewhere to another place but whether it's positively influencing ourselves or the people around us is a completely separate topic um so yeah um what was I going to say there there's there's just so much here and I'm I'm realizing just how excited I'm getting with talking about it so um how are we going Um, yeah I was I was just gonna add in there that I think you haven't touched on it yet which I know you're going to further on but I really love that there's different forms of yoga because I think when we think of yoga we think like you were saying meditation sitting pretzled on a rock in the middle of nowhere tuning everything out and it's like I don't have time for that I like you know the human brain is going a million miles per hour. But what I've really taken value from is that there's different forms of yoga, different styles. And, you know, there's yoga that can be actually movement like your Hatha yoga and, and and different styles. And then there's also the yin where it's focusing on like still movements for like three to five minutes. or and you'll probably touch on this a little bit later on, but I love that there are different styles that suit your body type, your way of living your own lifestyle and it's not this cookie cutter approach which I'm very much um, a big believer on too so I just wanted to add that um, in there as well. Girl I love you because I haven't included that in this session today Um, but this is why I love you so much is because you reflect the differences in me and I know that when I started learning it you know I'm I'm a fiery beast and I'm just like I'm all in and I'm like I'm going to do everything and I'm going to do it the sweaty way. And I'm just going to do the the five hour version. If there's a three hour, it's like got that competitive streak. But since being around you and and seeing the way that you move so elegantly and beautifully and and watching you be so intuitive with yourself, you, you would always say to me, I love it when you just teach me yin and it just teaches me to slow down. And so if anyone has done yin yoga before, it's a slower form of yoga, where it actually targets um, the elasticity of the joints versus the muscle and the structuring there. Um, But really great point in terms of, I guess we have to know who we are first to know what we need. And so often people are getting, giving themselves what they want, and not what they need. So something that my teacher says and i absolutely love it he says if if i could structure yoga classes like this i would advertise for the hot sweaty class and when those people come in i would give them the yin and when i would structure a yin class when those people come in i would give them the hot sweaty class because people are going for what they want and not for what they need and Something that the three of us were talking about today when I came home from work, which I was just like, of course the life lessons will come like two minutes before I'm presenting. Um, just totally how I cruise through life it Was like, um, uh, what were we? damn I hate my Gemini brain for this. It's like, give me a moment. How are we going for time there, Yosh? For the 25 minutes? Okay, three minutes. Wow, doing well. Now nailing it. Um, oh, giving us what we need, not what we want. Where is I going with that? Come back to it. That's all good. I feel like I lost my train of thought, but if I just keep going, it might come back in. If it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah, but with, I guess, going back to what Sarah was saying, it's like really uncovering, you have to do the work first. You have to have the willpower to want to change. You have to kind of reach a point where it's like, you want the change bad enough. And when when the pain isn't bad enough, we don't change enough. We just, and I've been in that situation for a very long time. I'm just like, oh, I'm kind of okay. Like I said, we, we kind of remain in this mediocre point. And then it hits the point where you're like, oh, boom, like I have to change something here. And for me, that was hugely environment to get my mind in a different place. But, you know, that can be mind, body or belief or breath, body and belief, which is what I teach Um, it's kind of the categories that I have on my website. But in a way, like I was saying, we go for what we want versus what we need. So it's like I've labeled it, number one is body, because that's where I meet most people. They think yoga, you're a yoga teacher, teach me how to move. It's like, okay, I'll meet you there. Like come into my class now, lock the door and teach all of the lessons. But it's doing it in a subtle way that it doesn't overwhelm them. That's what I was going to say. It's that... When we start doing something that is uncovering all of our past beliefs and our conditionings, and this is what happens in yoga, people train for like a year and they go, this is feeling so good in my body. This is amazing, feeling like fit, flexible, strong, whatever. And then the yoga students start to drop off because the light that they're starting to shine on themselves is too much and this happens in personal development it's what we're talking about at the kitchen table like literally probably an hour ago um where people start to back away because they're scared either they either have the fear of success or they have the fear of failure a lot of people self sabotage for the fear of success but then a lot of people remain stuck and comfortable because they're stuck in like that fear of failure zone. So they're like, may as well stay with where I'm comfortable at, keep my same friends, keep my same beliefs, doing all right. And then, yeah, then they get to that midlife crisis point and they're not doing the down dog over their bridge. They're they're just kind of like, I I almost wanted to, to make that like a saggy bum, like where you're just kind of like sitting down there. It's like you just kind of accept what you have. It's like we are so powerful. I don't think people realize how powerful we each individually are, and then how powerful we can be when we collectively bring all of our um, all of our unique purposes together. It's like it's mind blowing and so exciting. And so that's what in the the other part of the um, this presentation, I'll be going into. The importance of power and that comes under the framework of tantra so and yeah that's probably another word that is. um, misconstrued in the yoga world so with that we are going to have a five minute break i'm all for it go have a glass of water take some deep breaths just lie down or sit or be or just if you're inside maybe go outside and just look at the sky or something. Um, I've been finding that that's been working really well for me and working in 25-minute bursts, having a five-minute break, and then we'll come back and get into it.
1: Awesome. I'll just pause the recording for the five-minute break. Let's do it. We're recording.
0: Cool. So we'll go through another little 25-minute burst, and I'll get my owl... Josh to pop on the 25 minute timer, please. And just, yeah. And I think that we'll do another 25 minute session and call it there. We'll just kind of see how I go with getting through the information. Um, But I thought it would be a nice chance to now come in at like what I started the presentation at. What the heck is yoga? What is it? How do we define it? Um, You might've heard it defined as unity or I think it's traditionally even spoken about as like yoking or bringing together. And so another definition that I really, really love, above all else, it's a means to see. So it's a means to see ourself more clearly. And when we're able to clear away all of the crap, all of the illusion, all of those obstacles physically, mentally, emotionally, we're then able to step forward more clearly to that point B or to that solution side to go, oh, I can see why I've been that way. I can see why I'm unwell in my physical body, in my mental body, or why I'm feeling angry here. And now I can actually start to form a framework towards how I'm going to move through that and above and beyond that. Um, and essentially yoga is, another tool to get you there. So the physical side of yoga is a tool to get your body in that prepped state to be able to calm and still your mind. Because when we, it's like I was saying before, it's not, oh, I'm turning this up, not down. I like having music on. Um, It's not about stilling the mind completely because our mind is designed to think. But if we actually start to calm down the, the distraction, and I don't know if any of you have actually meditated or reached that point in any activity that you've done where you just feel like blissful and like so clear. And for me, that's actually swimming in the ocean. Like I love, I, I do a, med- a sitting meditation practice in my room and I'll sit there and, and I have techniques to. Um, to access different places um, and to achieve certain results but my most natural form of meditation and when everything starts to still and I feel complete joy and bliss is when I'm flipping like a dolphin in the ocean it's the it's like that and when I'm creating music Um, so that for you might be walking somewhere walking in the bush it could be your favorite park or you know your favorite song that you crank or you know you could be gardening or walking the dogs you know Um, and I know that both Sarah Josh and I love road trips and um, that gets us in what Tony Robbins would call state and so this is kind of the state triangle how we get there is like The focus, the physiology, and the language. And so in yoga, we've got the movement side. And then through the words that I guide you into that pose and the message that I put out there, we're adding to this place of state. And the focus is on you. We're shining the light back on you to go, hey, your body's showing up in this way. Do you have back pain? Do you have tight hamstrings? And your body's showing you signals or pain or discomfort like be grateful that you can feel that it's giving you a signal and once you have a signal you have you have something to work on it's not about like oh I've got tight hammies okay I'm going to do upper body it's like no we need to actually come back to that the focus of like what are your intentions moving into anything um so yeah like I think it's so cool too that so many of the the teachers that I'm coming across and just in the world in general once you start the personal development and self-knowledge train you realize that it's all the same teachings like I said it's just so many t- different ways of presenting that information so I'm someone who would consider myself in a way a slow learner I have to go over the information repetitively. And that really is a gift to me because repetition is the mother of skill and the mother of mastery. And so if I just learned everything, like if I was like, oh yeah, I got yoga, I'm good. There'd be no need for me to turn up every day on my mat. There'd be no need for me to inquire into what's going on here. I need to form a framework. And I guess that's me understanding what my purpose is here um, at this unique point in time and and being given this gift of life. Uh, So that has taken, that's taken time too. It's taken time in digging into, like I said before, past conditioning beliefs and realising what's my true essence versus what have I been responding from because it's been how it's how I've been growing up or it's who I've been hanging around um, or it's what I've been eating or it's what I've been thinking. Um, when I clear all of that distraction away, it's like the real me is just here to shine light. Like all I wanna do is shine light onto myself that, so it can shine onto others. And I think that's why I love wearing yellow so much. It's just like a super happy, beautiful color and it's light and once you understand your purpose in life which isn't so, you know it's not doesn't have to be specific like I'm going to be a yoga teacher that can be one of the things that I do but your purpose your unique purpose here does not change and to get to the point where you realize what that purpose is is super exciting because then you realize that your profession does not have to be your purpose but it also can be and for me those two do actually marry which is it's really cool like at the moment I'm also working at a cafe it's like that's not my purpose that is so far from my purpose but um but also my purpose is to shine light and when I turn up there I'm so happy and so I can bring my purpose into my profession but I'm also eventually going to leave the cafe and still be shining light in other areas so it kind of is the, the one unchanging constant that follows you around um, and I think I might even do a, a presentation on um, uncovering your purpose but that that might even have to be a mini course because might yeah I feel like that it'd have to almost be a weekend workshop because there's so much in there and we really have to get you into that immersion because when we do dribs and drabs what are we being talking about the distractions come in and you get out of state and so to keep you in state to keep you uncovering all of these messy middles and really realizing who you are that would be really fun so um I know Sarah'd be keen and I'm totally just roping her into that but if anyone else is really keen on that, just let me know, and I'd love to run us through. Like, um, it's called like the four desires, it's like the four inherent desires of our soul. But the first one is purpose, which is called our dharma. Um, so yeah, that'd be it'd be pretty cool. And yeah, if Lena and Ellie are interested in that, just let me know. Um, and we can definitely time that probably sometime after hell weekend, I'd say. <laughs> Well, you know, in the middle of it. (laughs) Oh, yes. So I mentioned this at the beginning. Yoga isn't just movement. Um to you, it might be, depending on where you're at, coming into this knowledge, to you, it can be that, and you're not wrong for thinking that. It's just not the only part of yoga. So it's one of the one of the eight limbs that they'd say. But essentially it's not a bad thing to come in from a physical standpoint because once you prep the body when your body is able to sit still then you can calm your breath and you can calm your mind so that's really how i train myself in that sequential order um but also in the middle of that now what i teach is we start to train our breath with our body and then we start to train our mind with our breath and our body in both movement and then in meditation. So it's a very, it's a very practical approach to yoga, but it yields results. So my teacher gives an awesome example of a lot of yoga classes and a lot of yoga teachers teach brown classes. And I'll explain what I mean by this because and it's not a, it's not an ego hit, they're not teaching wrong. It's just I know that I was doing this for a long time as well. Where you go in, and you get a combination of all poses. You get like the back bends, the twists, the forward bends, the the fun poses. You just get a bit of everything because they want to include it all. And it's like, oh, it feels so good. This is fun. I love it. Um, and you come out feeling like amazing. But how often do you actually like track your progress when you go to a yoga class? Do you go in? Do they say, hey, like the intention of this class is to have just say more stability, more calming, more grounding? And then do you take note of the poses that they use? Because poses and pose categories actually have an energetic effect. So if they say, we're going to have like a calming, grounding practice, but they're doing like chaturangas or push ups or like back bends or Flips and handstands, it's not really congruent with the energetic outcome that you're wanting from what they said. Um, I've got some free downloadables in terms of if you're interested in how I structure my yoga classes. So it's like the five main themes of sequencing a yoga class. And then there's also the six categories of yoga poses that you'll ever need to know. So every single yoga pose can be. Summed up into six categories, and each of those categories have a unique effect. So, I won't delve into them too deep here. I'll, I might upload that into the private group so you can download it. It's just like a PDF and you can have a look through it. Um, but essentially, it's like back bends, forward bends, twists, laterals, extensions, and inversions. Um, And we can chat more about that. If you're more curious about that stuff, we can start to guide these talks around that. So I'm just trying to go a little bit off gauging your energy and your interests. Um, But that's something that definitely intrigued me when I started learning with my teacher Rod. He gave that in such a beautiful breakdown because then I could start sequencing my own practices to go, hey, today, I have got so many things on. I'm going to do a soothing practice. I'm going to put twists and forward bends into my short little sequence today. It's like, oh, I'm feeling really stagnant, or my digestion's not working, or I need to improve my inhale. Okay, well, now I know that information. I'm going to use back bends, laterals together, and we're going to work with improving or increasing our inhale in certain postures is everyone following at the moment give me a thumbs up cool wicked yeah so yeah the i i love that side of it how simply it can be distilled down into that and it makes our understanding of why we're turning up somewhere um, really important so i know I, I just remembered i was telling you how rod was saying A lot of teachers call it a brown class and it's, I'll I'll give the analogy. So he has four kids, two sets of twins, and they're both really young. He said, you know, the example I give is I turn up to my son's two-year-old birthday and we have six different classes and you think of them as the six categories of yoga. Like I just mentioned, the backbends and all of that. Each glass has a color in it. And we'll just go like, you know, blue, yellow, all of the standard colors. Let's just go a rainbow. You go, wow, like that looks super clear. Like, I love that. I love that I can see all of the separate ones, can appreciate them separately. And the kids go, oh, like, I wonder if I could put that one in there and see what that does. And okay, start slow. Uh, we might try another color here. And then by the end of it, all of the colors have gone into all of the glasses and you just end up with brown. And that's essentially how he says a lot of amateur teachers teach. Um, And, you know, when we don't know the knowledge, I like, I think I went and took a lot of brown classes without knowing it Um, and potentially even caused damage to myself because of it in the earlier days. So now I'm really understanding why I'm doing a class, what I need from it, where I've come from, where I'm going. And now I can start to framework a class around that. And that just, I don't know about you, but I love process. And I love that process equals progress. Because if we don't know where we've come from and we don't have any framework, how the hell are we gauging whether we're doing any better from 10 years ago than today? Other than like, you could go, I'm intuitive and all of this stuff. And it's like, I would consider probably all of us have intuition, but what we don't manage, we cannot see our progress in that. So, you know, you don't have to do a spreadsheet, Josh, you might like to do that, but you don't have to do a spreadsheet of your progress, but write down, write down in a journal. Before you do anything, whether, like I said, it doesn't have to be a yoga pose, write down how you feel before you go gardening, write down how you're physically feeling, mentally feeling, emotionally feeling before you're going for a walk or playing with the kids or going for a hike. Go do that thing, enjoy it, be present. After it, notice how you're feeling. Has your mood gone up? Has it gone down? Is your body feeling more open? Is it feeling more tight? And you start to see that everything in your life has come from something that you've done. And this is why I emphasize the body practice or yoga. Everything that your movement does in yoga, it's highlighting your past. So that's why it can be so confronting for some people to even turn up. They go, I'm not flexible. And it's like, to me, that's all up here. Like they think their legs aren't flexible, but you know, the flexibility of even adapting their mind to turn up to a class is like a huge thing. That that used to be my thing of like, I just want to get the person who doesn't want to come to class to class. But now it's, I'm so about people being on their own healing journey. That's like, you need to have the willpower and then we can work together because until you have that, you're, you're not going to make progress in whatever you do, you have to want to be your own success, you have to want to be your own investigator, your own like excitement, because if we're not doing that for ourselves, who else is what going to want to be a part of that, um, you might get people along the way, but they're like, I don't know, I feel like the more and more that I get excited about what I do, I just keep drawing in all of these epic people, and it's like, it doesn't mean that it's egotistical to you know get excited for yourself or enjoy your progress because you can actually get excited with other people. And that's why I love living with Sarah and Josh so much, is that we're all so different. We can all excite and get joyful about the same thing, or we can get joyful about each other's progress, and um, and even in that, they they show me what I need to learn and how far I still have to go. And, and that's that thing of like, yes, I love the accountability and the progress. And it's all progress. Progress is happiness. It's fulfillment. And um, yeah, that just touches, a, touches my soul. Like just thinking about that. It's like, yes, I love that. So <clears throat> the two goals of yoga i don't know if i've got two goals of yoga there or yes two goals of yoga sorry these videos are in the way um freedom and fulfillment really simple we practice in order to achieve that state that is free of suffering so you can disconnect from the pain like i said when your body's in pain let's move it let's heal that And if we can't get rid of the pain let's move your body a way that we can get rid of the mental pain that's that mental chatter talking to yourself right and we've got fulfillment so we're skillfully navigating through the world and thriving in all areas of life so like we need these things to get from where we've come from to where we want to go so like i love just distilling it down to that simplicity of teaching in terms of I don't think anyone can really disagree with me to say, we all want more freedom. We all wanna feel fulfilled. We just wanna live the best life that we can. Um, and yoga is the, the teaching, the wisdom, and the movement that I use as a tool to get me there. So um, I'd love to like hear if um, the people in here at the moment, does anyone actually have a yoga practice? Ellie, yeah? Yeah, I go to a yoga class like once a week. (laughs) Um, It's more just like stretching though. Yeah. These tight muscles. (laughs) Would it be more of that yin side, do you reckon? Um, Yeah, it's pretty slow. We're not fast paced. Um, All the movements are really slow. Even if you're doing like things to engage your core and stuff, it's all very slow. Yeah what do you find the teacher like oh she's lovely yeah yeah she's really good she talks you through it um but it's not she doesn't use all the names like how you use the names it's just the normal body terms i guess (laughs) and then like at the end we'll do like five minutes of laying down breath work kind of thing love Um, it love it how about you lena no no
1: go has it oh, been
0: something gonna,
1: you've ever i was gonna say i'll jump in i i actually <laughs> yeah. med- I, I meditate <clears throat> every morning and one thing i i would say is um i stopped doing the normal like uh, it's 10 minutes every morning um and i stopped doing that for probably six months when i changed it up into more of the um the tony robbins kind of breathing exercise that i was doing along with the visualization stuff and i've just probably in the last week or two gone back into the 10 minute meditations and i just from from having that break i've gone so far backwards in my um, stillness i will call it so that's um yeah that's one thing i definitely wanted to add in there for myself and like i remember listening to podcasts um tim ferris and stuff and he he's a big meditator and he's just like you skip a day you skip it like two or three days and you actually start to lose that stillness so it's like practicing that um being um the presentness every single day because it's something that i guess in life you don't practice and but that's coming back to a human being actually practicing that presentness and being and i just noticed that skipping that for so long it's taking work to get back into that quietness.
0: <laughs> Josh, I'm going to keep you on there as well because this is a great example of how quickly it is to move out of a habit as it is to create one. So I know that it took you a load of commitment, consistency and discipline to get you into a state of meditating every day. So did you want to just speak to how you actually came into that path and where you were mentally and then what practices you were doing just like keep it like fairly brief and and simplistic as you do
1: yeah right I'm I remember reading it or listening to it might have been podcast with Tim Ferriss and that's when I asked you originally about it and I had that initial practice and it's so funny to see the growth in both of us because I remember the practice that you told me to do back then it's like I can see even you've grown well past that point as well. That was back in 2018, I think, and then um, yeah, and then and then to get to the point where I started listening to the Waking Up app with Sam Harris, and that was my main one for so long. And he was just having that guided meditation to catch your thinking and bringing you back, and then that moved to me just doing it on my own. And I was at that point, you know, probably 18 months, I would give it to that point where I could actually just sit there and. And more than not not be thinking because like even you know it's only you get those split seconds of absolute stillness but but just not thinking so like you know five minutes out of ten I would be able to not be consistently rolling thoughts through my brain or if they do just noticing them rather than letting them letting them take over just noticing that they're there and usually when you notice they disappear Um, but yeah that took a long time for me to get to that point and then part of that was also the visualization which is something you know I'll probably talk about the financial stuff with the law of attraction but the visualization and you know that became part of my practice visualizing what I want and that coming to me which eventualized in a lot of things actually achieving that I wanted to so it's just amazing what a simple practice can do in my mind.
0: I love that and you know what came up as well for me there when you were talking which is really cool just kind of had a a light bulb moment is that we talk so much about be do have and sitting is allowing you to be it's being the stillness that you're trying to reflect even if you don't feel still even if you feel like fidgety as and you're just like my mind is insane and this is so uncomfortable you be the stillness you direct your mind and your body to go at the same time and you do it you yeah. can lie down if, if sitting is uncomfortable. You don't have to sit in Lotus. You can lie in bed. You can sit on a chair, your favorite cushion, whatever it is. If you want to do a walking meditation, go for it. Meet yourself where you're at and and be what you wish to have.
1: That Thanks, percent. Josh. No problem. And that was your 25, so just letting you know.
0: Yeah. You I took, up, took um, up the last bit. <laughs> That's all good. How's everyone going for energy? Are you feeling like, because I think I have um, a few other slides that I wanted to go through. It was just basically talking about Tantra and um, and what that is. But I think I'm just going to wrap it up actually pretty quickly because we've actually spoken about a lot and I'm all for simplicity. What I will do though is at I'll upload this PowerPoint for you to go through if you want to have a look a little bit more into what um, the system of Tantra, Ayurveda and yoga is. Because essentially, Tantra is at at the top point of what I would call as like a triangle. So yoga fits within a tantric school of knowledge. And why I love talking and educating about Tantra so much is that it Speaks to this idea of power and that we need a certain level of power within ourselves to achieve worldly or spiritual success. So, while the word power can get like a bit of judgment, or like people can have their own views on whatever they think when they hear that, but like power without knowledge is only really when it's dangerous or awareness, but awareness without power is ineffectual so that i i feel like there's just so much in there that if i start talking about tantra it's going to open up such a huge can of worms that'll keep me going all night um but that is something that we can definitely talk more about i'm actually going to use that as a bit of an opportunity for you to do some homework look through those last few slides i've got Some simple dot points about what they are, what tantra means, a little bit about what Ayurveda means. If that word is completely new to you, don't worry too much. Um, And then yet goes over again what yoga is. But this has already been such a huge introduction into maybe a whole new world of what you even thought yoga was. So I'm going to leave it there and open it up to any questions at this point either questions or feedback if there's things that you know you liked didn't like want to know more of um yeah I just want to say that I just love you and I love learning I think I think a big takeaway with this is that we if we want to I guess, learn something new or if we're curious about even thinking about yoga step one is really um, wanting to look at ourself and actually take the time to do the work on ourselves. It's not so much just go to a yoga practice. And that's amazing. If like you said, meeting yourself where you're at, taking that time, even if it's once a week or a couple of times a week to um, do that breath work in the house. But I think moving forward with that, it's like you were saying, Lauren, it's like it's also acknowledging where you're also at and looking at who you are so that you can see where you want to go to and if you don't have that if you're not aware of who you are and what your goals are then that's where I think sometimes you grapple on to lots of different things as well and you go oh that seems cool in the moment and you start you know doing a million different things which by the sounds of it and from everything that you're sharing it can actually take you further off course or down a completely different direction um, to what you were thinking and I think the two takeaways that I really love was personally, because I can relate to it, I'm not sure if Ellie can as well working with dogs, but the two goals of yoga being freedom and fulfillment, I think that really encompasses what I love about animals and what my mission is around animals is having a free life and creating freedom for animals and creating um, fulfillment in animals as well. So I think it's so beautiful that with yoga it doesn't need to just be a practice it can be a way of living it's like a lifestyle um which is very much I think you know what I'll be talking about and sharing with dog training too so it's cool how the both both of them align so well and I think that's why we could just talk for hours on this topic couldn't we when we do I just took a snapshot um yeah we um we do talk a lot about it a lot about it and that's what I love of how transferable all personal development information is. It's like, it's not just dogs, it's not just people. It's like everything, it's everything all inclusive. And um, yeah, it's just super, it gets me pumped talking about this kind of stuff. It's kind of ongoing. Um, But if I was to give some some actionable steps moving away from here, we're just gonna keep it super, super simple. unless there's any more questions or comments or I have a comment Yes. so
1: I just had I just had a small little mind breakthrough and I just want to say I this. saw
0: you writing down and I was <laughs> I like to... I want to hear what he has to say yeah
1: so I I'm a big believer that we have freedom regardless right regardless of what we're doing and it's, it's like freedom similar to happiness it's just a choice and a mindset if you feel free, you're free, it, regardless of, you know, reading a lot of books of people who went through like the Holocaust or have been in prison for wrong reasons, and they find their practice and in their mind, they're free. And I just clicked it into my own mind. Then it's just like practicing meditation or yoga is practicing just being like we were talking before. And that's what ultimate freedom is. Just living
0: Food. It is. Oh, I'm going to squish the crap out of you after this. Yes. It's, it's that exciting moment when something drops and it doesn't have to be the whole slide, but it's like having that moment, it could be years from now. It's like, oh, someone spoke something about that and it just made sense. So all about hearing the right information at the right time by the right person and you being in that space to receive it. That's That's freaking awesome, Josh. I love that. Sweet. You, how are you girls going? You're good. (laughs) Yay. So I'm not sure if you've got like any kind of a journaling practice at the moment. You don't like, I'm not saying you need to do anything that I'm doing or saying, it's just a suggestion. Maybe even just find a piece of paper now and while we're all here together, I'm gonna grab mine and just write down three things that you're really grateful for in this moment. Keep it super simple. Whatever comes up, you just write it down as that is. Um, So if you need to go and grab a piece of paper, go and do that or you can type it in your phone. But what instantly comes to you now, three things that you're grateful for. You can visualize it. When you finish, you can just put your pen down or your pencil or whatever. Just be there, just be. sometimes starting writing can get you on this train of inspiration of like wanting to write so many things because i can guarantee you start writing one thing that you're grateful for and all of these other moments of gratitude start to pop in and that's why gratitude is beautiful it is endless because we don't just thank the technology that allows us to get us here. I thank the person who created the computer, create, the person who created my clothes, the beautiful people that have me in their house, Sarah and Josh. I'm so grateful to have access to food and nutrition, to health. It's just three is just the start. I wanted to do a little bit of laughing yoga, but I'm not feeling that that is the vibe at the moment. So I feel like I'm just going to laugh at myself. But challenge yourself if this is a challenge for you. It might not be. Just go and tell someone that you love them right now. Even if that isn't your way of normally expressing your love language, call them, message them, write them a letter. Just tell them how much you love them. No explanation. Just say, "I love you, man," or "I love you, mum," or "I love you, dad." Just notice how that makes you feel. So you don't have to do it right now, but I, I suggest when we jump off the call that you know you just type that message and you do it. And again, it's about mind and body go now, and you make that action and you take the step now. Um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there, legends. I've, I've So enjoyed sharing with you. And um, yeah, like I said, I'll um, I'll upload this presentation into the private group. And please, please, please get in contact with me to um, talk about anything that you wanna talk about. And we can just have a casual chat or we can message. I'm all up for either way whenever I have time and I will make time for you. So I've also got some free resources um, that is on my website. So go and check them out, Um, but you'll be able to access that when you download this. So yeah, happy days or namaste.
1: Good stuff, girl. Awesome. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll kick off again tomorrow at 5 p.m. with Sarah.
0: Sounds awesome.
1: Looking forward to it. Awesome. All right, you guys have a lovely night. Thank you for jumping on, and thanks Zimo for jumping on. I actually wrote that I was grateful for you coming on the call. So Thank awesome. You. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys tomorrow, and everybody else watching this, we'll see you when you're watching it. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. You're
0: Thank welcome.
1: Cheers you. <laughs> you later, guys. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired, and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like, and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it, and I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email, and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light Law. Thank you.